the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. My name is Greg, and with me, as always, he's a little nuts today. It's Paul, everybody. Paul, how you doing? I think I know why you're calling me nuts. Oh, you do? I think it has something to do with the squirrel that broke into my house. I was going to say, uh, are you okay? Is is the house secure now? Is the perimeter set? I think I am safe from squirrels and criminals. I was going to say, nobody's getting is, through that little hole. He is not getting in there again. <laughs> I just hope he's outside because it's secure. Now to take those in the front. I was going to say, if he's not outside, you're in for it. Yeah, he climbed in a dryer vent in the middle of the side wall of the house. So he had to actually scale shingles. He's going to be a pretty talented squirrel. Yeah, he's, I think he might be bat- mad at you. I know you took down a few trees a few weeks ago. Yeah, we took down 16 trees and all the pines had squirrel nests. And I was going to say, it may have been his home. He's up there laughing at me, giving me the middle. What, what, are, the, what, are, what are squirrels have? Fingers? I don't toes, really know. Something. Claws. He's giving me claws, the middle claws. Something like that. I don't know. But anyway, anyway, yeah, I'm a little nuts. <laughs> it's all right, though. You got sports to take your mind off things because that's what sports does for all of us. And uh, first, actually, didn't even tell you we we're going to do this, but I'd be remiss if we don't start off the show by saying, as Red Sox fans, we had to, you know, say rest easy to Jerry Remy. Uh, fought cancer since 2008. I think it was his eighth battle he was in with cancer, eighth time around. And yeah, I mean, it came as a shock, I think, to a lot of Red Sox fans and people. They saw him, you know, before the wild card game and probably thought, all right, he looks good. Things yep, look all right. Pitch, yep. And then obviously the news comes out. He was a week away from turning 69 and just kind of sad. He was a guy that 34 years with the network, he's kind of a voice of a generation. There's a lot of people that don't remember a time without Jerry Remy's voice as part of the Red Sox broadcast. He is to the Nesson and the radio and the TV broadcast that uh, Joe Constiglione on the radio broadcast. It's just like you hear those voices and it's, you know what it is and yep. very distinct. Didn't hide it. I, I know that um, the guys that are all interviewed and they said he didn't practice an accent. He didn't try to get rid of it. He was Boston through and through. Oh, yeah. um, Red Sox in his blood, um, obviously. Uh, but what a great guy and what a tribute. Nobody had anything but heartfelt and like emotional comments. Yeah. Never yeah. heard a bad thing about the guy himself. No. They said he was a little standoffish because he was shy. Can you imagine? So you I, I, never watched, know. I watched an interview and sometimes, you know, if it's a blowout either way, Red Sox are winning, Red Sox are losing, it's a blowout and they start talking about who knows what and they're killing themselves laughing. They can't talk. And, and um, Don Osillo says, we'd be having them screaming in our ears from the truck telling us to say something. And we have dead air because we're falling over laughing. And, yep. and that happened more often than not. And it's good to be able to laugh at yourself. Oh yeah. I'm, there's plenty of moments that people reflected on. I know a few of them. I remember witnessing myself. I remember the one where they showed him in front of, in the booth doing the air guitar and he almost fell out the window. Uh, and the, of course the classic one is when the pizza slice was thrown at a fan, they were both, out of their chairs, falling on the ground, laughing because they're just like, couldn't believe the fact that out of nowhere, they were just like, kept just showing the pizza slice, like, here it comes. And you say with the pizza slice, like, like, yeah, you're going to get tossed from Fenway. You've raced, wasted a good slice of pizza. Like, what's That's the matter right. with you? 
and they just go off on a tangent. They just, yeah. and they, it, it's great that it's not as serious as, I mean, because that baseball is boring enough. Yes. <laughs> and in a blowout, it definitely can drag on, but they made it worth watching. And so rest easy to Jerry Remy. He's going to definitely be missed. His voice is definitely going to be one of those things that's missed this upcoming season yep. uh, for baseball. And they did a little tribute for in game six to him, which was nice. And then in the end of game six, everything was over. It was done. The Braves are your World Series champions. Paul, what did you take away from this series? So I took away that, damn it, Greg was right again. Braves in six. Should have put I money said Braves on it. in seven. Um, the bats won, just like we said it would. Um, not a big TV market on either end. I know Houston's big, but they had the, some of the highest ratings they've had in a World Series. They wanted to see if they were going to have any trash cans banging out there. Listen, but, I, I it was it. Both games were were good. Great hitting, great pitching. Some awful plays, getting hit in the leg and throwing what thirteen more pitches? sixteen more pitches. Yeah, Charlie Morton. Pitches. You know that's that's being a, and then he apologizes via tweet. I'm sorry I couldn't stay and pitch. Jesus, you broke your leg. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't control that in any way. Your last pitch was a 93 or 96. I forget what it was. Fastball to strike out Jose Altuve. I, you know, some great pitching, some great hitting. No surprises. Um, just good, good teams. Yeah, the best teams made it, and the best team won. And very glad well, the best team was the Braves. Best. The Boston, the Boston Braves. I mean, the uh, Atlanta Braves. Yeah, the Boston Braves of Atlanta won the World yeah, Series. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, some way we got to still get that title in there. But yeah, so it's the Braves' first title since '95, and of course, that team had the classics of Tipper Jones and Greg Maddox and the John Smoltz. Uh, I saw a crazy stat about John Smoltz. Oh, John Smoltz has had a former teammate in the past 39 consecutive world series how the hell long did he play well he played for a long time but also i'm guessing it partly means like if you look at who was on like a teammate say a teammate from 95 that maybe played five ten years before that maybe that's how they're doing it but even still even if you say it's from 95 that's 20 something years that's, a that's still a crazy stat. A lot of people. That's a, but like the Who's fact. old man out there in left field. Who's the. <laughs> but think about that. How crazy of a stat is that? Because I forget when Smoltz retired, but the fact that there's somebody still on the team, like of one of these two teams that he played with. What about um, Dusty? Uh, I don't, I mean. Dusty's you, relationship with. Uh, I was say, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing that here, he looks I, older than dirt. I have the streak here. Oh, here it is. So since since eight, 1982, there have been 38 World Series played. Obviously not 94. So each one of those, they have a list. So I'm not going to go through the early stages. But I'll go get down to the back end of it all. So to put it in perspective, the past... So this one, count it a few times. So Charlie Morton, who played with the Astros, the Raves, and the Braves, was in 2017, 2020, this year, of course, 2021. In 2018, it was David Fries with the Dodgers. 
In 2019, it was Josh Reddick with the Astros. He was a former teammate on the Red Sox. So those are at least the past few. Then you had John Lester, Tim Hudson, um, Jeff Francoeur, Mark Teixeira, Albert Pujols, uh, David Ortiz, guys like that. So he's been teammates with all of them at different points. Uh, the mm-hmm. last, I'm assuming his last year was 2009, because that's the last ones that they're showing. So yeah, since 2009, at least, teammates that are still playing, which there's plenty that would still be, if they're good players, would be active. But my guess is that streak will be coming to an end shortly. I can't imagine Charlie Morton is going to be playing much longer. I don't see Josh Reddick or Lester being on teams that are going to make it to the World Series. And if our pool holes, maybe if he keeps playing for a year or two, if he stays with the Dodgers, but still overall, very impressive streak. It is. That's pretty cool. It's like a unique, it's one of those unique ones. Who the heck finds that stuff? There's somebody that that's their job. Yeah. But so that's besides the point. So obviously the series, like you said, was very good. The Braves definitely when they won, they won big. They they had one the one game only where it was three to two was the final. Outside of that, they had big numbers on the board every time they won. Last night it was the same thing. It was very much reminiscent of the ALCS game six of the Red Sox Astros, where one team just dominated from start to finish. Max Freed pitched great through a few innings. I think gave them five, six strong. And I know you saw the video of it, Paul. What is his ankle made out of? Um, what do they make those uh, jackets? Kevlar. I don't know what it's made out of, but I was going to say vibranium. How did it not break? Yeah, I, I don't know how. I mean, it was directly stepped on, full speed. The weird thing is still, I don't get, how did you, they not challenge the first base? They touched the base. He never touched the base. He touched an ankle. <laughs> he stepped on the ankle and went right over. So it was very odd. But yeah, I don't get how how his ankle held up. I feel like the spikes alone from the cleats would hurt you enough to take you out of the game. Right. Because they're metal. I would assume that most guys are metal, I assume. Maybe it just caught the lip of the cleat i don't know what it is i was say maybe hit like that perfect arch little area where it's just the least amount of pressure somehow who knows but so he survived that in the first inning and then it was history from there jorge soler blasted a three-run shot that i don't even know if it's landed yet he hit it over the train tracks those train tracks are not short those are that's high up there that's like Green Monster, like two times. Two times. He cranked it. The um. It ended up in an apartment complex. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Somebody found it. I think across like the road, out of the stadium, in an apartment complex, like in an apartment. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I guess when it goes out of sight, they can't tell you how far it went. No, they can just predict. <laughs> Right. They can only say, I mean, they do the trajectory and all that stuff with the stat cast and say, oh, it went 438 feet and six inches. And I'm like, if that lady wasn't wearing a hat, it would have gone nine inches. But, yeah. Well, it's like the field goals where it's like it was good from it would have been good from 60 yards, but he missed it from 33. Yeah. 
But he had the distance. <laughs> distance was there. But yeah, so he's your MVP. Uh, overall, very happy the Braves won. I mean, just organization-wise, I, I just like the Braves. I was rooting for them in this World Series. I'm so disappointed that Astros now moved to one and three as a franchise. Yeah, really, really bummed up. And who's Mr. Wonderful? Turns out just an average Joe that's doing his job, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I feel like Freddie Freeman. The seventh home run, the seventh run home run. Yeah, he hit the solo shot. Joe Buck, right. got, Joe <laughs> Buck got some flack that for that happened. So that was good. Yeah, Joe Buck caught some flack for his home run call there because Freddie Freeman is technically going to be a free agent. So after he hit the home run, he goes, what may have been Freddie Freeman's last at bat as a Brave is a home run, which people were like, screw you, Joe Buck. <laughs> and, he was, and people were like, it's literally, it's just his job. He's not saying he's going anywhere, but he has to still, he has to say it. Yeah, he's a pimp. Well, no, it's, it's very true. He's the announcer. It's his job to give information. If for people that are watching, if they don't realize his contract is up, he could, and some team could come in, back up the truck and say, we will give you $300 million over the next eight years to leave Atlanta and come play for us. In the Bronx. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, going to be Carlos Correa. That's going to be Carlos Correa that leaves. Yeah. Well, they could dismantle that team. People could just pick them, pick them, pick them, pick them like berries. So I definitely think Carlos Correa gave a com- uh, press conference last night or whatever, whenever he gave his little goodbye like thing. And it definitely sounded like a farewell to Houston because yeah. people definitely assume highest bidder is going to get Carlos. Could be the Red Sox for all we know. Maybe they'll spend a little money. Maybe they were saving it for this year because they were looking at the prospects to who knows. It's going to be interesting. Uh, as you know, J.D. Martinez has four days, today being the first day, because it's four days after the World Series to decide if he's going to opt in to his contract next year for $19.5 million, or if he's going to opt out. So after that happens, Red Sox fans will have a better idea of what potentially might happen this offseason. That'll give them a lot of money to play with. The rumors have it so far from Ken Rosenthal that J.D. will be opting out. So it might be bye-bye, J.D. Where did he come from? He, we got him from Arizona. Well, I think we got him in free agency, but he was last played for the National League. And the thought is the National League might be putting the universal DH into play this year. So we actually, in this World Series, may have seen the last time pitchers ever hit outside so. of some freak thing that the pitcher's like a good hitter. Yeah. I, so. I, I, yeah. Oh, what's his name now? Uh... Zach Greinke? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you know, I think it should be universal. Well, I mean, I think most agree. It'll expand the game. It'll make it better. Guys like J.D. Martinez will be able to have longer careers because when you only have 16 teams or 15 teams, 16, that whatever, 15 or 16 teams that are only in one side that can have a universal DH or have a DH limits the guys that can really do it because there are some guys that just aren't meant to play the field. So opening that up to every team makes a bigger opportunity for more guys like a David Ortiz type player who can swing the hell out of a bat and doesn't have to worry about fielding a ball ever. 
Yes, he had a home run because he can't run to save his life. I will say if this does go through, there's no doubt in my mind David Ortiz then ends up in the Hall of Fame because how are you going to deny universal DH as a position in the future? Because if the guy's whole thing is to hit and he hits well, you got to give him his credit. So I think Ortiz should get in based off that alone. But that's besides the point, Paul. So we'll see what happens with free agency there. But again, congrats to the Braves. Nice job. Very happy. I mean, Astros, very talented team. They'll be just fine. But they're going to look different next year. Carlos Correa is definitely not going to be there. Who knows what they do if they try to move some pieces and change things up there. I don't know. But it should be an interesting offseason. I'm hoping it's actually some hot stove stuff to talk about over the winter during those months because football and basketball basketball will only take up so much of the show hot yeah. stove talk helps out talk get that rumor mill all right so before we move on to some football talk we are going to take a quick break to hear from bet us the place to be so paul quick break bet us play ball BetUS has all your gambling needs. Make sure you check them out today. When you do, use promo code 12OUNCE. That's 1-2-O-Z. BetUS is America's favorite gambling site. That's not not me. That's guaranteed what everybody thinks. Go to BetUS to make all your gambling plays on sports and casino games, whatever you're into. Go check them out. BetUS. Use promo code 12OUNCE to get a special deal helping us and helping you today always remember gamble responsibly play ball that is right always make sure to gamble responsibly paul time to talk some nfl lots of things we're gonna we're gonna kind of not fly through everything but just two three minute kind of little segments because there is a lot we aren't even going to talk about stuff from last week we're not going to talk about the fact that the Patriots somehow beat the Chargers. Still don't know minute, how that happened. Minute, what did you say? Did you Pat- laugh at me? Yeah. I was going to pick that as my must-watch, and you laughed at me that they're going to shred the Patriots. They're going to destroy them. Yeah. Well, I still stand by that. Yeah, the Chargers, I don't know what happened. I do think it's impressive. Justin Herbert's worst two games of his entire career have come against the Patriots. <laughs> and two of his four multi-interception games in his short career have also been against the Patriots. Like a mental thing, I suppose. I don't know. Bill Belichick has this thing against rookie coaches where he somehow just dominates them. It's a weird, it's like a Nick Saban thing. It's, I don't know why rookie coaches somehow have zero success against Bill, but they do. But anyway, that's besides the point. So we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to even talk about the fact the Eagles trounced the Lions 44 to 6, where they didn't even, Jalen Hurts didn't even throw a touchdown pass or have a touchdown run. They had four rushing touchdowns by their third and fourth string running backs, because that makes sense. So for everybody that played Kenneth Gainwell, expecting him to get all the touches with Miles Sanders gone, like yours truly, well, you got screwed big time in fantasy land. (laughs) It was so bad. I was like yelling at my phone because I couldn't watch the game because they're never on TV. But I was like, what? why is he not getting touches? made no sense Paul but again we're not going to talk about that we're not going to harp on it I just want to talk to Nick Sirianni I just want some good things your Eagles won 
by a landslide and yeah. the Patriots beat the Chargers. So I just want to talk to I just want to talk to Nick Sirianni and you know understand. But anyway, first thing we need to talk about truly in the NFL is a tragic accident yeah. happened the other day. Raiders wide receiver Harry Ruggs the third, I believe, uh, was in a car accident where he is the one at fault is to blame and i don't know what went through his mind clearly nothing he was in a car accident where he ended up hitting and killing a 23 year old woman he was apparently driving at speeds up to 156 miles per hour when his airbags deployed they were going 127 miles per hour and like i said a woman lost her life it's tragic. He has already been released by the Raiders, which is the correct thing to do. And he will be facing a minimum of two to 20 years in prison, facing a DUI felony charge with death or with, yeah, with death. One alcohol, double the limit. Double the limit. He was 0.161, I believe. Um, and of course, just like you'd expect, scrapes and bruises and just... Those type of injuries for him, nothing serious, non-life threatening. Right? He was driving his Corvette, which I believe is like a souped up. 156 miles an hour on the street. I don't know. The thing that boggles my mind, and I'm sure it will haunt him for the rest of his life, as it should, is the fact, one, you are an NFL football player. You have all the money in the world compared to most people. Spending $20 on an Uber is nothing for you. Or go out at night and have a driver for the whole night. Well, also, the NFL has a program in place where players can call and they will get a car service to come and pick them up for free. It costs them nothing. It is available to coaches, players, like team personnel. It is available to basically anybody that is involved with an NFL team at all where you can call and say, I need somebody to drive me, and they will come and drive you. That is the right thing to do, by the way. Exactly. He had options. He chose none of them. He chose the worst option of them all, which is to get behind a wheel and drink and drive. I hope for that woman's family's sake, he gets the maximum. I don't think he deserves to. That helps, but you know what? I don't think he deserves to get out anytime soon. Life away. You know. I I. With honestly. Put him away until he's out of NFL age. At least, minimum. He's 22. Put him in for 12 years. Because when he comes out, he'll be 35, and nobody in the NFL is going to sign a 35-year-old receiver from 12 years ago. (laughs) It's it's just a fact. It's true. And it's, I mean, that is for how terrible of an action that he did. I'm guessing, I get, he probably feels horrible. He feels horrendous. People are going to harp on it. And as they should, you made, a decision. you made a decision, a life altering decision for a woman who did not need to die that night. You are an athlete. You have options for you. It's really sad. It's, it is. So whether she's 23 or 123. Oh Yeah. He took somebody's life because he made a bad decision and yep. it's a mistake. So support him, but get him the help he needs, but he's got to pay for the. Yes. You still took somebody's life because of your decision. This is why 
you never ever is why it's harped on your whole entire life leading up to when you can drive and when you can drink legally do not drink and drive no bad things happen bad things happen when that occurs it sure does so like i said like i said he's already been released by the raiders which is the correct move and then he will now just await trial and conviction which like i said in nevada the minimum is two years the maximum is 20 so we will see how that proceeds so we will see what happens there but moving on to not anything more positive aaron Rodgers is covid positive so it came out today that he will be missing this sunday's game against the chiefs so of course aaron uh, patrick mahomes gets a huge break there because the chiefs are just not that good this year and he is in danger of missing more than just one game because First off, Aaron Rodgers made people assume he was vaccinated over the summer and early on with the way he worded questions about being vaccinated. He also has not been wearing a mask at games and press conferences and things like that, which would make you believe he is vaccinated because the rules are in place that if you were not vaccinated, you need to be wearing a mask basically at all times when you're not on the field. And then... It comes out he had a holistic treatment in Canada that he believed should be counted as being vaccinated, which it does not. And has put tons of people obviously in danger because of this and because of how his actions have occurred. So one pour on him. Is it going to make any big change in that team or anything like that? Is it going to really have an effect on anybody? Probably not. But it's more so just the fact that he has basically putting on this charade and breaking the rules blatantly. And now it's costing his team at least probably one game, maybe two, both of which, if he misses, they have a chance, good chance of losing. And they are currently the number one seed in the NFC, whereas you know now only the first top seed gets a bye, not the top two. Aaron Rodgers, what else can you do wrong? I don't know. I, I, you know, he kind of redeemed himself in the game, in the match and, you know, trying to be a good guy, he does the jeopardy, try to be a good guy. And then he just keeps stepping in. You know what? I don't know. It's not about you, Aaron Rodgers. It's about the other people on that field and in your um, locker room and in your, in your organization. Grow up. I mean, it's true. It's, very much, I mean, people do really just like him. There's something about him people like. Not his family, but a lot of other people. Yeah, I guess, right? Um, you know, obviously other things that came out from the whole situation is the fact that his fiance Shailene Woodley, the actress, um, back in August did an interview where she talked about the fact that she goes and collects her own mountain spring water every month and she makes her own food and she forages for plants and she makes her own toothpaste and vitamins and medicine, which of course raised a lot of eyebrows because she's like, I don't trust doctors and their medicine. So I'm assuming Aaron does now not trust doctors and their medicine (laughs) because he got holistic treatments instead of just the vaccine. By osmosis. I, I guess, but yeah, he doesn't have the vaccine. So he has to go out for 10 days minimum. 
So at earliest he can come back is next Saturday. We will see how that pans out for him. But yeah, it's just kind of a ridiculous thing that the Packers now have to deal with. And yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I God, it's just maddening. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I mean, he just keeps giving us stuff to talk about. So you got to appreciate it. He's like, he's like uh, Saturday Night Live material. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to, you got to appreciate it to some extent, I guess. Yeah. Hey, thank you for being a boob. Yeah, exactly. Water for podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then, so moving on from the Rogers situation, because again, we don't need to harp on everything, anything for more than a minute or two. Well, Next I, is. I like pile on him. I know my, you do. my fantasy quarterback. He is. You got to figure out now who is. <laughs> I got to. I mean, don't drop, don't drop him. That's Mr. that. Don't drop. I'm no. I'm not giving you help you for him. After the first game. Yeah, you almost. Bazillion. Yeah, you oh. almost dropped him. You're so quick to rush. You're basically I lost. Know. Now you're losing him for multiple games. It seems. Well, what a boob. I don't even know if they've had their bye week. I don't you think ever, you ever that restaurant down in the Carolinas and the big giant dick on your head, that hat. That's what he is. Just saying. Just isn't, saying. isn't that also in Boston, Dick's Last Resort? Yeah, I guess so. But it's crowded <laughs> down in the Carolinas. Oh, okay. And they put it, a stupid hat on you and everybody drinks too much and wears it home. I just think you just want to say a giant dick on your head. That's what I okay. think. I think that's where that whole point of that was. Yeah, well, when Aaron Rodgers comes back, that's what he should have to wear, not a helmet. Oh, okay. I, I, it's probably against protocol. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't get the microphones in there. Uh... No. <laughs> but anyway, so besides the Roger news of him being out one week, we have a few guys that are going to be out for multiple weeks, potentially all year. One we know is Michael Thomas, who had an ankle injury, had not played at all this year, was trying to make his way back. People thought he might be back soon. Apparently, he suffered a setback. Nobody really knows what the setback is. It's just enough that he's going to be out for the rest of the year. We also know there's some division in that Saints organization with Michael Thomas. So who knows how much that plays into it. It's kind of like a Ben Simmons situation where he's like, maybe he's mentally not ready to play. Okay. (laughs) Well, Ben Simmons, we've talked about the whole drama with that. He has come out and used the whole, I'm not mentally ready to play card. Uh, Michael Thomas, I feel like falls in that category as well, even though they'll use the ankle injury as it. The bad thing about Simmons, which is a basketball thing, I know we're off topic for a second, but I'm not talking about it later, is the fact that the Sixers have offered to give him people to talk to and help with his mental health, which obviously you have to take seriously, but he's refused. He's like, no. So basically he's just using it, I think, sadly as a ploy because one thing you can't question is somebody's mental health. It's kind yeah. of like a taboo type thing to do. So it's a weird chess game they're playing in Philadelphia, but that's besides the point. So Michael Thomas is out for the year. That doesn't need to be talked about much. The big one that does need to, though, is Derek Henry. Fantasy owner, legend, uh, just in general, all the Tennessee Titans need to basically win in a game, is done for the year most likely. He has a Jones fracture. I don't know exactly what that means, but it's something in your foot that apparently you need to play and run. <laughs> like your toes. <laughs> yeah, apparently. 
So he'll be out for the year. They say there's a chance he can come back week 17 or 18. So, Paul, put on your GM hat. It kind of looks like a penis, but still, put it on. Okay. If you are the Titans, yes, Derrick Henry means everything to your team for their best chance to win. If he is able to return week 17 or 18, do you even chance it? You got to let that guy heal or you're screwed. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I get he'll... They have to wait until he is solid. Well, that's what I mean. You get that he might be healthy enough to play, but wouldn't you rather just be like, listen, we'd rather just wait till next year where we know you're 100% because we want you for the long haul, not the short term. Because most likely it's it's not the Titans year to win the Super Bowl. It's just not. They're number one seed right now, but I highly doubt it stays that way, especially now with the injury. But overall, I just feel like the AFC, NFC, there are definitely teams that are better than the Titans. So I just don't think they were going to win anything this year. So I don't get, don't chance it. It's really where that's at. But so, yeah, RIP to your fantasy teams that have Derrick Henry on them. Hey, you can always pick up Adrian Peterson, who they picked up off the scrap pile of running backs to replace him. Kind of. He's not going to. But... Same Adrian Peterson that drowned his wife in the boat. And... No? That was a 2020 story. Just stuck in my head. <laughs> I just think it's bizarre they have the same name. No, this is Adrian Peterson that was out of the league after he was found to – whip his child with a stick for like a year dad adrian peterson okay totally different not his wife not drowning just a stick okay (laughs) so you know totally different guy (laughs) but so that's the tennessee and derrick henry situation and then finally it was trade deadline week in the nfl there were some trade maids, but the one that raised the most eyebrows was definitely the fact that Von Miller was traded from the Broncos to the Rams. Paul, did you have any thoughts on that? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> great, great, great analyzing, Paul. Good job. I really, really, really nailed it on the head there. You did. You really did. Hang on there, Mister. Um, <laughs> You know, sometimes I wonder why we even do show prep. <laughs> I just wonder. I wonder what it's even for. <laughs> I think you wanted to say something like, how do you trade your one of your all-time great defensive players? Was that oh, something that you thought about, Paul? Yeah, I know why. Because you trade all your number one guys. You trade away all your picks and you take in the grandfathers. That's what I wanted to say. I knew I had something down here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. We're going to be like that. We're going to start laughing. We're going to have to, they're going to yell at you from the truck. I'm the only one yelling and it's in my own head. (laughs) You take your all-time great defensive player. They haven't even, they got, they trade away all the picks. They got nothing. The Rams, I looked it up. They have four picks in the upcoming draft and I'm pretty sure none of them start until the fifth round. (laughs) So four picks, so they got nothing. They got nothing. They got nothing. They got nothing. Uh, actually, in my mind, it, I'm waiting for it to just be like years from now and the NFL draft happens in like the year 2100 and 
they announced the Rams are on the clock and this, whoever the analyst, like Adam Schefter, junior, 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 is like the Rams are on the clock. When was the last time they had a pick? And like their GM now comes walking out with a cane. This goes, it's been 84 years. 84 years. Like Rose on the Titanic. I hope he doesn't throw his necklace in the water. Oh, he's going to throw more draft picks in the water. <laughs> Wait, we're not going to make a pick. We're going to trade it. I'm one of them. <laughs> Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad the notes and everything are there for you, Paul. You know, it's, 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 I actually had my note and it was, I just, you trade away everybody, you trade away everything and you get one flash in the pan, you get a half a season out of somebody. Hey, that flash in the pan leads to a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's all worth it in teams' minds if they get that Lombardi trophy. Yeah. All right, Paul. As we move on, the next thing we're going to do is game of the week so make sure as i start introducing this you have your notes for game of the week i have this one's really good okay so next thing we're going to talk about paul is this week's games of the week we each pick one every week we are not recapping last week because well we don't need to but games of the week let's see who did you choose as your game of the week, Paul? It's game of the week. Make sure you have your game of the week ready. So I have my game of the week ready. So oh, you have game of the week ready? Two teams are at 500, the Pats and the Panthers. All right. A good game. Now, why? Because Stefan Gilmore is coming back to play against Bill. Well, they're, they're technically going to Carolina to play against Stefan. Yeah, well, they're going to play against Bill. So here's my thing. What? hype do you think they're doing with that combination as opposed to two weeks ago do you think they have hype and commercials and no no No. it's not the same thing it's not it's not the same thing stefan gilmore was good for you but he wasn't 20 years multiple super bowls so um pj walker is going to be quarterbacking for the uh, panthers assuming that sam darnold does not pass concussion protocol He, he, he doesn't want to play against the Patriots because, you know. If they ask him, hey, Sam, what did you think about the Von Miller trade? And he starts going, um, wait, hold on. I had something. I had, I had um, no, I had hold no on. There was a note here. Oh, keep you know keep talking. I didn't write down the Von Miller note. <laughs> so you. unless they ask him that, we're good. Here's he might play. <laughs> here's a post-it note. <laughs> here's a post-it note that that idiot co-host did not read. Oh, it's okay. This is why we love you, Paul. But yes, I like the pick. I think it should be a good game. It's one of those games that kind of alters the season for both teams. The Patriots drop to four and five. Who knows exactly what their season looks like? They, you know, still have the Bills to face twice. I think they're actually is their bye week next. Uh, no, it's not the bye week. Then they face the Browns and then the Falcons. Oh, they're the Thursday night game in two weeks, where that one's kind of a probably win but their schedule does not get any easier it is one of those games that if you have to win this is the game to win if you think you have a chance of sneaking into the playoffs at any point so we'll see what happens with them for carolina it's also keeping you know in tow in the nfc wildcard chase because most likely they are not catching the bucks who surprisingly lost to the saints but the saints also lost Jameis winston to an acl tear he is dunzo for the year as well 
free i totally forgot about that one for a second so Jameis lasik eye surgery winston out for the year paul my game of the week you're gonna like this one it's right up your alley i'm calling it the toilet bowl oh it is the worst of the worst the losers of losers the texans and the dolphins the battle for the number one pick both teams are one and seven I think they might try to end in a tie. Because honestly, they're both bad enough that they the game might go on forever. It, well, it can't because the NFL has terrible overtime rules. Yeah. But this is going to be an awful game. Miami is somehow favored by but about a touchdown. They're six and a half point favorites. The confusing thing is, I wonder if that changes if Tyrod Taylor is announced as coming back as the starter, which he might. For this week, he might be finally back from injury. He is, you know, started the year for the Texans. He's the one that got their only win for them in week one. So we will see what happens. All I know is, all I can tell you is, I just want Tua Tagovailoa to have one good game because in my fantasy football team where I have Aaron Rodgers, I had no backup quarterback and he was my best option right now. So hopefully he just has an actual decent solid game where he doesn't crap the bed against a texan seems that's terrible well that sounds like a good game too it's, uh, it's almost like the blood bowl yeah you don't want to watch it but i feel like it's going to be bad enough that you need to watch it is it like a car accident you have to rub a neck i feel like that's not the term we should have been using today oh okay yeah right. poor yeah. poor yeah. I, I think you need to issue an immediate apology I apologize to the 23-year-old woman's, woman's family. That that was cold. Yeah, that was... Go to jail, you bastard. <laughs> so, so, many di- so many different terms we could have used there. <laughs> and yeah. you had to go... Yeah. I wasn't thinking. You, it's okay. It happens. At least you weren't driving behind a car. That's the key. So, anyway... That is my pick, the toilet bowl of terrible games. Texans, Dolphins, game of the week for me. Now we move on to our fantasy studs. Paul, fantasy stud. I will go first, so, you know, you can sit there and relax for a second. Okay. Mine does actually have to do with the Henry Ruggs news. Obviously, him being dropped by the Raiders opens up their team for certain guys to be looked at more for the passing game you know as terrible is you still for this show sports wise you still have to look at what it does fantasy football impact darren waller the tight end for the raiders i think sees an uptick in targets and passes he going against the giants team that just played pretty decent against the chiefs held travis kelsey to only two catches and like 11 yards darren waller's not travis kelsey he will line up as a wide receiver like kelsey does but he's a little quicker a little more elusive Derek carr is also just playing much better than Patrick Mahomes this year. As weird as that is to say, it's true. So I think Darren Waller has a very good game against the Giants this week. If you need a top tight end to throw in there in fantasy daily lineups, he's the guy I say you go and spend your money on because I think he ends up being worth it. Paul, who's your stud? So my stud this week, I just finished trashing uh, Aaron Rodgers a little while ago. So Jordan Love is going to be in. Everybody else is out. So uh, Aaron Jones is my stud. He's going to get the ball, and he's going to he's he's going to run away with it. And there we go. How about that? 
Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, we saw what he did with the Cardinals game where they had no wide receivers. And he played wide receiver and running back and had multiple catches and touchdown and runs. And I think with Jordan Love, it's going to be very much the same. I think he'll still he'll be in the backfield more this time, but I think it's going to be a lot of checkdowns, passes to him. So short runs, short catches type thing. So I can definitely see him getting five, six catches, 40, 50 yards there, and like another 50, 60 on the ground and maybe a touchdown or two. That's the only way that's going to work against this Chiefs defense. So when I think about the front office, at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking that somebody's in the corner saying, Jordan Love is going to kick some ass and they're going to punch Aaron Rodgers right in the face? <laughs> Just saying. Uh, no, I'm thinking they're sitting in the corner going, <laughs> why didn't we take San Francisco's offer of three first round picks for Rodgers? That's what they're thinking. Was it a, it was a tug of war, that's why. Who has it the was. biggest um, ego? Who was the biggest dickhat? That's it. All right, Paul. So we have our studs. Who are our duds for this week? I will start again first. I am going with, as we talked about, Derrick Henry is out for the foreseeable future, which means one thing. The Titans will become a passing offense because no offense. Oh, wait, no, that's yours. Sorry. I had my notes mixed up. So you go. You take it away. (laughs) Well, you're right. So if Julio Jones. Look, I made a mistake just like you. Yeah, Look, we're not so different. <laughs> but I won't fall down laughing out of my chair. <laughs> um, if Julio isn't back, the Rams and um, Jalen Ramsey, they just they just um, focus on A.J. Brown, and he gets nothing done. They just shut him down. That's, that's just how the cookie crumbles. That's how the cookie crumbles. See, this is why I shouldn't take notes of my notes and your notes, because then I get them confused like that. That's right. My dud is going to be Cordero Patterson from the Falcons. He has been having a phenomenal year playing running back wide receiver type positions all over the field for the Falcons. He has been their standout star because apparently there's nobody else on that offense outside of maybe Kyle Pitts every once in a while. As we also know, Calvin Ridley is taking time away from the team to deal with his mental health, which side note, I do have to say, I am actually loving the fact of how many players in the NFL this year especially have come out and saying they needed to take a step away from the game to focus on their mental health. We've seen Lane Johnson do it for the Eagles. A few other guys have stepped away for some time because of personal matters being their mental health. Calvin Ridley is the latest. I think is a great trend and change in the whole mentality of NFL players. It's not just suck it up, buttercup, go out and play and bash heads. It's, hey, I'm a person, first and foremost. My headspace is not right. I need to focus on that. I'm sorry if it impacts your team. Sorry if it impacts anything like that. But my mental stability is more important. And it's right. It's true. Your own mental health is... In the Olympics and people have to take care of themselves. Yes. So it's. Uh, I think it's a great trend. But outside of that, so I think Cordero Patterson... Going against the Saints defense that is very good in general against the run. And I feel like he is such a focus of the Falcons offense right now that they will hone in on him and make sure him and Kyle Pitts are not guys that are going to take them out because Mike Davis and Russell Gage are not people to worry about on this Falcons offense. So I think Patterson, after having a lot of up weeks, is going to have a big down week. And that's all I got. That's it. 
So that does it for our NFL. We have a lot of stars aligning for our duds. We do. I like the little wave yeah. pattern that you did there that nobody else can see. Jupiter and Mars, they're planets, but that's okay. They are. Are you going to start singing about Jupiter and Mars, in other words? Pulled my... I don't know how that song goes. I know part of it. If I heard it, I would be able to sing with it. Like, I could do that. So, But all right, that's our NFL coverage. We're going to take a quick break to hear from Zingo TV before we just do some quick NBA. Play ball! Zingo TV is the place to be for all your 12-ounce sports needs. We got live shows daily from morning till night. 12-ounce sports and Zingo TV are a match made in heaven. When you sign up for Zingo TV, make sure you use promo code 12OUNCE. That's 1-2-O-Z. It's free to sign up, but it helps us oh so much when you use the promo code. And when you get there, search for channel 761 on Zingo TV to find 12-ounce sports network. Check it out today. What are you waiting for? Zingo TV. Sign up with promo code 12OUNCE. That's 1-2-O-Z. Go check out all the great shows today. Play ball. That's right. Check out Zingo TV for all your 12-ounce sports needs. Paul, last but not least, the NBA action is here. It has been going on at least for a few weeks now. We have a idea of what's going on with teams that we watch personally and just around the league. So I'm going to ask you, first off, what do you think about your Celtics? Well, the Celtics, I always like anecdotes, but the Celtics are a rudderless ship. And what the hell is the coach doing? Can't pronounce his name. But anyway, you can't have a press conference after the game and call out and trash your team. What the hell is he trying to build some nice camaraderie? Um, I actually don't mind it. Ime Udoka, I believe is how you say it. Yeah. Uh, pardon me if I butchered it. But... I actually think this is what this team needs. They you know, need poverty and by the end of the season when they're winning, but that's a different story. I, I, don't a, like I don't like it. They need a kick in the ass. This team has been babied. This team has been made to be like coddled and, oh, you're great. You guys are fantastic. Don't worry about it. You're good. They're not good. Mm-hmm. In fact, they suck right now. <laughs> if you're good, you win. <laughs> they're two and five. They're, yes, they're currently beating the Orlando Magic. But guess what? They should. That's the thing. You have two all-star players on your team. You have Jalen Brown. You have Jason Tatum. You have two guys. You have two go-to players that can put up 30 points in a night easily. Here's the issue. Jalen Brown kind of plays defense. Jason Tatum, I don't think he knows what defense even starts with. I don't think he knows that it starts with a D. He gets the ball, goes up the court, and shoots the ball. Yeah, and that is an issue. He, there's no passing. This team is very isolation ball heavy. Marcus Smart has come out and even called out them saying, like, yeah, everybody knows the ball's running through one of them. If we don't pass and open it up, we're, I mean, we're screwed, like, essentially is what he said. And he's right. They are. Like, this team is poor defensively. They are not playing well. Uh, Brown and Tatum, if one of them has an off night, it just sinks the whole team, it seems. Like, it's just not, it's not a good look. This team should not be two and five. And, you know, you look through the different, the past few years, and it was, oh, Kyrie was the issue. Kyrie is not there anymore. Oh, Hayward and the flow with the team is the issue. Hayward's not there anymore. Like, 
all these other guys that have been the issue are no longer there. So they're still an issue. Figure it out or honestly break up the team. And as bad as it sounds, I feel like you kind of go for Tatum, like see what you can get for him. He's the bigger star. Yes. But Brown, I think gives you more effort. And I feel like if you can get a guy or two back that are just a tier below Tatum, you might have a better team. I think uh, that's for future Celtics problems, but that's just a bold, like if you're going to do drastic, do drastic. Is that a movie, Jurassic Park? (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? That was a terrible dad button, but you know what? If anybody's going to nail it, it's you. I did. If you seem to have a thought there, though, before the drastic part. I uh, I just think, I don't know. They got to do something. They do. So we will see exactly what goes there, Paul. But it's just, it's not great for the Boston Celtics right now. But what we are going to talk about is other teams outside of the Celtics because, you know, that's like the Red Sox. It's the team that we can focus on pretty well because it's the team we see the most often and hear about the most often being in Massachusetts. Yep. Out of all the teams, good or bad, what is your biggest surprise so far this NBA season to wrap up the show? So the Washington Wizards are five and two. I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if they were two and five. No. (laughs) Surprised the Celtics are two and five. Not surprised. Um, but anyway, Washington Wizards five and two. Kuzma comes over from the Lakers. He's in his happy place. He's playing accordingly. He's playing like he's in his happy place. Um, all the pieces of the puzzle are together. Beal's there, and they're winning. It's a winning team, winning combination. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's a surprise. It's like you said, it's a surprise. Um, when that trade happened with Russell Westbrook, people kind of were like, "All right, the Wizards are just gonna kind of be what they do." And be around and right below 500 they've come out swinging and Beal has led the charge and you know he was out a few games with an injury but he's back Kuzma has put up big points and had big games for them Montrez Harrell has looked very good as their center slash like backup center I he kind of plays like both roles and then overall Dinwiddle uh coming over from the Nets um has done pretty well for them at point guard. And they just have a lot of helping pieces that are seemingly cohesive with each other. And so far looking good. So I like, I like that surprise pick. That's a good one. My, my surprise pick is the fact that the Phoenix suns are only three and three to start off the season. You have teams like the jazz who picked up where they left off last year at six and one, the Lakers are up there at five and three. And again, this isn't many games into the season. But it's still a surprise that they are three and three. DeAndre Ayton has not looked like anything like he did in the playoffs. Uh, he's hurt currently with a leg injury, but it's they just don't look as crisp as they did last year. Last year, it felt like they were one of those teams that every night they you thought they had a good chance to win. This year, not as much. Chris Paul is doing Chris Paul things though. He's still getting assists. I think he just passed for number three all time on the assist list the other night. So congrats to him for that. But I feel like, I don't know. I think if Aiton doesn't figure things out, I don't know if it's the contract issues he's having where he hasn't gotten an extension yet. They're still working on it. Um, I don't know if that's playing a part mentally for him. 
Uh, Booker has kind of been up and down so far this year in his scoring ability. So, yeah, I don't know if maybe it's a hangover from the finals and Booker was in the Olympics. Maybe it's a hangover from all of that. Who knows? But right now, early on, as I drop my pen accidentally, it's early on in the season. We'll see what happens, but it's surprising to me that they are only 500 after six games, not more of like the jazz type where they're five and two, six and one type thing. Yeah. Um, long season, um, a lot of basketball ahead, but some of these teams, are, you know, the Suns, you would expect them to come out and deliver every week. Yeah. Every fan goes there, we're going to win. They're going home disappointed. That doesn't bode well. I like how you say every week. Well, three times a week. Every, I was going to say every other every night other or day. so. <laughs> Not like baseball. It's five out of seven. Oof. Sometimes six out of seven. Sometimes seven out of seven. Rarely. There, yeah, there's plenty of. I mean, they didn't play as many games, but they played every day. Yeah. So, but yeah. No, it's in a, like you said, long season. We'll see lots of, one thing I will say, outside of the Aaron Rodgers COVID situation, Lots of COVID in general going around this week throughout all sports. Like multiple number of players in the NFL have entered protocols, multiple in the NBA, including Chris Middleton and Laurie Markkinen, to name a few, have gone in. Sidney Crosby just tested positive for COVID and is experiencing symptoms with the Penguins. So like lots of, like out of nowhere, I feel like it went from, we haven't had many, like a guy here and there, Devontae Adams last week, and then boom, just like 50 guys, it seems. <laughs> there is a way to not get it. So, uh, I mean, guys, who was it? Somebody they said, I'm trying to think of who it was now. There's mentioned a player that has it now who is vaccinated. Oh, Tobias Harris for the Sixers, they said has it right now and they said he has literally done every single thing you are supposed to do to stay safe and somehow still got it so it's just one of those things i feel like at some point everybody will probably in their lifetime get it despite all the precautions because at some point masks probably will go away in the future at some point whether it's this year next year a few years from now you see him i think some people wear them forever but it's going to be kind of like the flu i think it's just going to be something that eventually at some point it's kind of contained it's the flu people know if you don't get the vaccine for the flu the shot yearly you could end up in the hospital you can end up dying from the flu i think it eventually becomes like that but Right now, obviously, you still got to be safe and take precautions and all those things. So to hear somebody like Tobias Harris, who does do all that, still getting it, kind of concerning. But yeah, it just seems like out of nowhere, it's just a huge number of athletes randomly have it. Well, it's uh, it happens. He just, I mean, yeah, he takes every precaution, but clearly something gets through. Hey, you know what's good? Five to 11 year olds that takes care of most kids in school. Yep, I did see that. Uh, so, that you know, every kid comes home with a snotty nose in the first month. Yep, <laughs> brings everything home. So, but all right, Paul, that is going to wrap up everything. Do you have any parting words? 
Well, we just did it, right? Just take care of everybody else. That mask isn't for you. The mask is for everybody else. That's true. And last things, I'm leaving with two things. First off, congrats to Buster Posey, uh, catcher for the, uh, not 49ers, San Francisco Giants. He's apparently going to be announcing his retirement. He has won multiple World Series titles. He's definitely a guy. He's one of the better hitting catchers I'm pretty sure there will ever be. So I just saw that he's going to most likely be announcing his retirement tomorrow. So congrats to him on a great career. And then also to touch up back on the Braves winning the World Series, shout out to Scott from Craft Brood Sports. Braves fan, just super pumped for him. He's obviously as a Braves fan, you know they have been a while since they won that World Series. So good for him. He has two, he has a few kids that I'm glad he can celebrate them seeing a title with. I know how fun it is to celebrate a World Series championship with kids now that I have my own and one of course he was only like six months old when that happened not even but still shout out to Scott I'm sure you're walking around peacocking it all around today at work (laughs) puffing that chest out chopping out people whoever said the Braves weren't going to win hey I got it great if it couldn't be the Red Sox glad Glad it wasn't the Astros (laughs) but yes that is it I am sure we will have plenty more to talk about next week. Make sure you like and subscribe us. We will see you next week. Stay safe, stay healthy. Have a good one. The Sports Sports Dance.